Hey, real quick, before we uh, kick off, I want you to do something for me that you'll rarely hear a pastor ask you to do in church. I want you to pull your phones out for me. Open your phone up if you got it. Make sure it's on silent. That's usually sit number one. But uh, open your phones out, and I want you to try something new for me. I want you to text the word notes to the number that should be up on the screen. Text the word notes to 817-482-6626. And what will happen is you'll get a link that will, you click on that link, and it'll open up my sermon notes for tonight. Uh, what we're trying to do is, you know, usually when we were meeting elementary school still, when you guys would come in, we'd give you, uh, you'd have our worship guide, you'd have a communication card, you'd have a little piece of paper in there where you could write in notes. And uh, we were thinking about what's a, what's a better way we can do that uh, that's touch-free, hands-free. And so on that, you'll see all sermon notes for tonight. You'll see even at the bottom a link for a communication card. So if you want to have a prayer request, even people who are watching online, you can text that number. Uh, we'll, you can fill out that communication card. If you're new, you can come get to know our church. If you have a prayer request, you can fill that out. There's even a link in there where you can worship through tithes and offering. So we have it all kind of connected right there. And uh, if you have any issues, uh, I can help you with the after service. We can, I can maybe show you how to work it. But that's just something we're trying out, a digital way that we can maybe give you guys those resources. Um, yeah, and so... Yeah, hopefully it'll be a good thing and uh, some cool things for us. All right, so let's jump in here. Um, you know, one of my favorite things just about life is the changing of the seasons. I love the different seasons. You know, kind of sad that in Texas we basically get two seasons, right? We get either so hot that you might die if you walk outside, and then we get wet, rainy. However, right now we're in like really probably my favorite season, going into my favorite season of the year. Like, I love it when the trees are changing colors. I love uh, the weather changing, getting a little bit cooler. Matter of fact, today we were out at a trail with the kids. Um, we're walking through this trail. The trees are, like, growing over the trail. The the trees had changed colors. The leaves are different colors. And, like, it was like a movie scene because we were walking through it and just the leaves are just falling as we're walking through. It was It was just this beautiful moment that only happens if you get to be me. It's awesome. Um, but what's funny is that, is that if you look, think about the way the years are structured and you have the different seasons of the year, what's really crazy about it is we're always looking forward to the next season. Like we get into a season, we're excited about a season, we can't wait for after a couple months in summer, we get tired of the heat, we get tired of the hot, the swimming pool, like I don't know if you guys do this, but my parents have a swimming pool and there's a point in the summer where it's not even fun to get in the swimming pool anymore. Because the water's too hot, you know what I'm talking about? Like you get in and you're like, it's just still hot. Like nothing's changed. I'm not any cooler. I think I might actually be hotter because it's like boiling, right? And so there's got that going on. And then you're like, I can't wait for fall to come. And then fall comes. We're like, man, that's great. But now I can't wait for Christmas. And then it's kind of wet and cold. And you're like, all right, now I can't wait for spring slash summer to come really quickly. And it's like this, it's just like this cyclical thing of of life, right? At least that's how... Most years go, right? Most years go that way. This year has been very different, hasn't it? This year has felt like one long season. Am I right? One long season, and it's one that we've been kind of ready to get out of for a while. And in the Christian world, we say things like, it's just a... I'm okay. It's just a difficult season right now. We're 
difficult season that we've been kind of wanting to get out of for a while. You got, and, and the cycles we're seeing are negative news, negativity, depression. We're seeing discouragement, right? And, and I want to tell you guys tonight that I think Satan, our enemy, the enemy of the church, the enemy of Christians, has used this season of life, 2020, this year has been, has used this season of life to do as much damage to you and I as he can. And and not just, like, of course, everyone, worldwide, global, but I feel like this has been a specifically a season of attack on the church. Christians. I think we've seen Satan sowing depression. I think we've been seeing him sow discouragement. I think we've been seeing him sow um, hopelessness and and fear in Christians. I think most of us are familiar with this verse in 1 Peter 5.8 where Peter is telling us, he says, be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. Now we read that verse and maybe as a Christian sometimes we just move past that verse, but we forget that that verse is written to Christians. It's Peter looking at Christians and he's saying, guys, be alert, be on guard, be watchful, be sober-minded, pay attention because you have an enemy and given the chance, that enemy is going to attack you at any opportunity that he has. And I do believe, I know it's kind of doom and gloom here, but I do believe that our enemy has used this season in our world to divide the church, to attack the church, to come against the church. And again, not just the river church, but the global church, right? And, and churches have kind of always been famous for what? Fighting about silly things, right? Like the old joke about churches, like, yeah, that church, they were great until they had to change the carpet colors. And then what happened? The church split because they couldn't figure out if it was going to be red carpet or green carpet. Nobody told them that both answers were wrong, right? Like, neither one of those are a good idea. And like, I was thinking about this. If we have arguments over carpet colors at our new church, I'm just taking out all the carpet because we're not going to do that, right? We're not going to be that church. And they're going to be like, well, they wanted concrete on their floors. I'm not going to that church. We'll be like, see ya. All right, good luck. But anyway, just kidding. We love every one of you. <laughs> but we've seen Satan divide the church over politics and a virus and something like wearing masks. Like, I believe that Satan has gone to war with us and we've been so distracted by other things that we haven't even really noticed it. I think we're dealing with depression and discouragement and fear and anxiety. And we don't even realize that it's because we've been being attacked. And yet, here we are as Christians with a God who is bigger than any issue we've faced this entire year. Amen? A God who's stronger than any attack the enemy can bring against you and I. And so what I think we need to do tonight is I think we need to recognize what the enemy is doing. we got to call it out. Like, here's what's going on. We recognize it. We see it, right? And then ask our Savior, ask God to come to our rescue and change the narrative on the year. To change the narrative of our lives. And here's what I would say to tonight is this is the perfect time to do it because the seasons are changing. We're headed into a a new season both for our church, right, as we look at purchasing this facility, this building, and then we're literally heading into a new season of 
winter and Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I can't tell you if the COVID junk is going away anytime soon, but I, we are literally and figuratively coming into a new season. Summer is coming gone. Halloween is coming gone. We're moving into Thanksgiving and Christmas, moving into the as a church, moving into a new city. And as we head into these new seasons, I think they are the perfect opportunity for us as Christians to bust out of the strangleholds that we may have been walking in the last few months. Thanksgiving and Christmas, the seasons of Thanksgiving and Christmas, give us a chance to free us from the weight that we've been walking in in 2020. These seasons naturally give God an opportunity to encourage our spirits. It's like built into the year, man. These seasons naturally give God an opportunity to encourage us and help us to find rejoicing and worship and thankfulness and be even maybe set free from some of the stuff we're walking in to to do something big in our lives. And here's what we oftentimes think is, is for me to, for God to do something in my life or for my, for my life to change or the season to change, well then the circumstances have to change. And, and here's the truth that I can give you. I don't know what the next year looks like. I, I don't know if the circumstances are going to change, but I think we can use the seasons of Thanksgiving and Christmas to focus our eyes on Jesus. And if we can do that, we can change the way we feel about our circumstances. Look what the Bible tells us, and it's in your notes. I like to say that. It's in your notes on your phone. Look at what the Bible says about how we do difficult seasons as Christians. This is Paul, it's 12, 12. He says, in difficult seasons, rejoice. What? That makes no sense. Rejoice. Why? Hope. Rejoice in hope. In difficult seasons, be patient in affliction. In difficult seasons, be persistent in prayer. You guys know what persistence is? Get yourself a toddler if you don't. Persistence. Dad, I'm thirsty. 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 You know what happens? Persistence pays off. <laughs> Rejoice because we have hope. Be patient in affliction because we have a God who we can trust, who, who is working out the circumstance. God who we can trust, who who is bigger than the circumstance. He says, be persistent in prayer. Communicate to the Father. Commune with the Father. Communicate with the Father your needs. Commune with Him. Enter into His presence in prayer. Why can we do these things? Look at what John says in John 16, 33. I've told you these things so that you may have, that's a great word, peace. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. He's telling them a whole bunch of crazy things that are about to happen. He says, I've told you this so that you may have peace. Man, we need some peace. And But then he doesn't say, you'll have peace because it's all going to get better and everything is going to be great. You don't have to worry about anything, right? That's what, that's what that says, right? Oh, no, you have a different translation than me. Uh-oh. He says, you will have suffering. You will have suffering. But wait, you just told us to... You're going to have peace, but you're also saying we're going to suffer. How do those two things go together? How do those two things work together? How can I have peace knowing I'm going to suffer? Why? He says, be courageous. We can have peace in suffering because Jesus has overcome the world. 
That although we may walk through suffering for a time, He has conquered the world. He is King of it all. He is King of the circumstance. So regardless of the circumstance, we can trust in His faithfulness. And that means we will always have hope. So we can always rejoice in hope. We can always be patient in affliction. We can always be persistent in prayer because we have a King, Jesus, who has overcome the world. Now, I know you guys have masks on, but you really should say amen to that. Thank you, Joel. So here's, here's what I'm, I guess, saying to us tonight. Is because of those truths, because of those promises, because of those commands, I, I think that maybe if we're beat down a little bit, I think we should use this season, as the seasons change to Christmas and Thanksgiving, we should use this season to rejoice in hope, to be patient, to be persistent, and use this season as a natural opportunity. It's built into the year. Why don't we just use it as a natural opportunity to focus our hearts on Jesus and let Him encourage our spirits? Let Him lift us up. Let, let Him bring us peace. But here's my fear, right? Here's my fear for us. And for everybody, honestly, so I've been thinking about this this week, is that instead of finding hope and encouragement over the next month or two, the enemy, Satan, is going to really beat us down over the next couple months. And it's going to bring us into more despair over the next couple months. Because let's be honest, the holiday season, although it's supposed to be a season of hope and encouragement, is often already a difficult time for so many people. Why? Because they've lost loved ones. And you can imagine in 2020, people who've lost loved ones to COVID, and it's going to be a difficult season for them. It's going to be hard for them. Sometimes being with family isn't encouraging, it's discouraging, right? Sometimes it's a season of a reminder of loss. And so what I'm afraid of is that because of the difficulties of 2020, people who maybe already tend to finding discouragement in the holiday season will fall even more to it, even more into it, and open up a huge opportunity for our enemy Satan to attack them. But we can't let that happen. If that's you tonight, you can't let that happen. If that's you watching online, you can't let that happen. I'm afraid maybe even those people who usually love Thanksgiving and Christmas, like it's, this is your jam, man. Like it's like the holiday seasons are coming and it's like you're walking around and the music's just following you everywhere because this is your time. I'm afraid you're going to find discouragement because the parties you're used to going to aren't there or the, the celebrations you're used to going to aren't there and the, the, the fun things that you're used to doing, you don't get to do this season. So you get discouraged and you get depressed. And I know you're like, man, thanks, Mike. I'm so happy that I'm listening to this right now. I'm getting pre-depressed, right? I don't know if that's a thing. (laughs) But we can't let that happen. We have to set now that we're going to set our hearts and minds on the deeper purpose of the upcoming season. Because I love the food and the games and the gifts and the parties. They 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 make these next moments that we're going to get to experience deep and rich, don't they? I mean, they make it wonderful. And yet, those are just really additions to the greatest part about it all. I think about Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving, it may be a holiday for pilgrims, but Thanksgiving is actually to lead Christians to worship. 
You say, worship? What do you mean? Thankfulness, thanksgiving is all about thankfulness. And thankfulness in the Christian should produce worship. And worship at its end connects us with the Creator. And then it begins to heal all that junk that we deal with. Isn't that interesting? You get in worship and you start, God starts working in your life and He starts healing you and transforming you and changing you. It's something about in worship when we experience the Creator that God just does that. So thankfulness leads to worship, which leads to, which leads to connection with the Savior, which leads to us getting set free, which leads to us being changed, absolutely rejects the devil's attacks. That's why the joke is, or not joke, but like the, the old, the, I guess the, not the proverb, but the advice is when Satan Start coming against you, man. Just start singing worship to Jesus because he's got to get out of there. And I don't think that's cheesy. I think that's real. I think when Satan attacks us, we think about what we're thankful for. We leads us into worship and the devil's like, I ain't got no stronghold here, man. And, and we'll talk more about that next week. But I mean, look at what Psalm 95.2 says. It says, let us enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Starts with thanksgiving. Let us shout triumphantly. Thanksgiving leads to triumphant shouting. Why? Because we're thankful. We're realizing who God is. We're singing to Him in song. Thanksgiving is a great opportunity because Thanksgiving should lead God's people into praise. And praise, lead, praise leads us into triumph. I love that. The, the Christmas season is coming. It's an entire month dedicated not just to like fun parties and like good movies. It's an entire month intended to focus the church and Christians on worshiping the King of Kings because he loved you and I so much that God became flesh so he could save us out of our sin and restore us to life. How cool is that? So that's what the celebration of Christmas and the season we're coming into should remind us in our hearts. And that should lift us up. That should encourage. Look at what John 1.14 says. It says the word, that's Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. He came here and they got to observe his glory. The glory, the, the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Why did he come? Luke 9.10, for the son of man, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's you and me. And if we've been saved, we're no longer lost. And then we get to worship. And Christmas time is a reminder of what Christ has done and was willing to do for us. And so my plea for us is that the season of Thanksgiving and Christmas would heal us. Because it reminds us of these truths. And because we're reminded of these truths, we're able to trust in these truths. We're able to rely on these truths. We're able to find worship in Jesus for these truths. And Satan has waged war. He is divided. He is attacked. And he will continue to try. But in this new season, my hope, my prayer, is that you will find victory. That we will find victory over the enemy it's because of the promises and reminders of this upcoming season of hope that you would experience Jesus deeply. That where we have despaired, we will see truth. Where we have fear, we will see the power of Jesus and that will alleviate us of our fear. Where we have been divided, we will find unity because of Christ Jesus. You see, River Church, this upcoming season has the opportunity to be something so much more than just a nice holiday. And let me tell you, because of the pains of 2020, it has an incredible opportunity to heal, 
to not just be reminded of, yeah, that was a great Christmas or that was a great Thanksgiving, but that was a time where I was so discouraged because of everything that had been going on that year. I was so upset. I was so depressed. I was so filled with fear. But then we went into the Thanksgiving season. We went into the Christmas season and God just did something to me, man. It has to be, it has the opportunity to be so much even more powerful than it normally is. Isn't that cool? In the midst of the craziest year of our lives, or at least my life, I don't know about your lives, we have the opportunity to step into this season looking for God that we would rejoice because we have hope. That we would be patient in affliction because we have a God that we trust. And we don't have to rush Him because we trust Him. That we would be persistent in prayer, seeking communion with Him, and telling Him our needs because we know He cares. That we would come into the season looking for refreshing, looking for His comfort, looking for His promises of hope. And I don't know, again, what the next couple months are going to do. I don't know what they're going to look like. But I do know that because of Jesus, I personally have a whole lot to be thankful for, regardless of what's happening around me. And because of that, Michael Gerald, I don't know about you, but I can worship Him because of that. And I'm joking, I think you can too. I think I can find joy, I think I can find life. That because of Jesus, as Christmas approaches, I can have hope in a God who did whatever it would take to redeem mankind. That I can experience the love of the Savior. That I can experience this word, peace. That is, that is the most important word for us, really. That we can experience, regardless of what's happening around us, we can experience peace. Because of who our Savior is. And I think, for me at least, in the season that has been 2020, I've oftentimes forgot that. But guess what? It's a new season. It's a new opportunity. And we have a really great chance. And so my desire for us as a church is that we would lean into these truths. That we would find refreshing and new life. And so, man, I'm just, as I'm looking at what I'm going to be preaching on the next month and a half or whatever, we close out 20, we're going to spend a lot of time probably not talking about 2020, probably not talking about COVID or elections or things like that. And we're going to spend a whole lot of time focusing on the power, the promise, and the hope of Jesus. And we're just going to worship Him for it. So that's, that's where we're headed. Your job, River Church, as you see in your notes, your job is to prepare your heart. Because that's really a pretty important part. Your job is to be ready to receive what He wants to do in your life. Your job is to prepare for a refreshing of your soul. A couple of things I think we could do that would help that is, number one, that we don't miss gathering together during this time. Now, whether it's online or in person, the church body needs to gather and worship. That's where you need to come to find encouragement. And, 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 and you can find it in reading your own Bible and your own prayer time, but there's something about when the church comes together and we worship together. It's just the, the Spirit of God is powerful in that. And I know it's not the same online, but I think God can work powerfully in that as well. We're all together at the same time watching and chatting. Number two, I would say, I put in your notes, gather, but I'd say, even if you can't gather with your friends, talk with your friends. Encourage your friends during this time, right? Um, and don't focus your conversations on your news feed. Focus your conversations on the goodness of Jesus. 
Try reaching out to one another. Check on one another. Look, there's people who, as I mentioned, are going to be walking into the season and are going to naturally be leaning towards discouragement. Check on them. Text them. How you doing? How's life? Thinking about you. Love you. Care about you. Let us as a church encourage each other's spirits during this time. Would somebody please just text me this week and tell you me you love me? Right? Is that too much to ask? And I guess I'm set a reminder on your phone right now. Text Mike and tell him I love. And if you don't, just say I, you know, you're you're a good pastor or something. I don't know. But in this difficult season, we need to do that for each other. Right? So one, don't don't forsake the gathering of the body, whether it's online or in person. And reach out, care, take care of each other, text each other, check on each other. Number three, I think we should prepare our hearts. I think those both of those things change our hearts. I think both of those things prepare our hearts. This one is a very intentional one. Prepare your heart by maybe picking out a book, a Bible study. What I do, what our family does is we do it during this season, we always do an advent calendar. So we have one that we do at the kiddos that every night or three out of five nights, you know, because sometimes kids will we'll, we'll do the advent thing or we'll read the book. But then I have several, and I've done this for like at least the last three years, I'll get, I have my own Advent devotional book that I read and it focuses my heart on Jesus. It focuses my heart on this season so that my encouragement to you is to find something like that. If you have, I can help you. I have suggestions. One great thing, an easy thing is since we're talking technology that I always tell you guys about is that Dwell app, D-W-E-L-L. I think Ryan was the first one to introduce it to me is it's just an app that reads scripture to you. It's literally no excuse. Like, I don't have time. You can literally, what I do a lot of mornings, just play it in the shower while I'm getting ready for the day. I'm literally having scripture read over me and to me. I'm on like day 200 of my Bible reading plan for the year, like, because it's just a daily Bible reading. But in that app, they have Advent readings. They have devotions. So you can find something there because what I, what I want you to do as we head into the season is prepare your heart for it. I want you to be anticipating it. I want you to be be ready for it. Right? I, I, read, I read a tweet this week that I thought was so good. It said, you will become what you click. That's a pretty interesting tweet. You will become what you click. What does that mean? If you're always clicking on negative news, you know what you're going to become? Negative news. If you're always clicking on things that are not appropriate, that's what you're going to be. If you're clicking on things on your phones, whatever, looking for things that are depressing or sad. That's what's going to happen to you. I I think that is true. I think that affects us. Here's how I'm going to take that and twist it up and give it back to you. This season will be what you prepare for it to be. The next couple months will be what you prepare for it to be. So what I want you to do is to prepare your hearts for worship. Prepare your hearts for Thanksgiving. Prepare your hearts to experience and meet the Savior. And I believe if you're preparing your hearts and you come in this place or online and you're coming with anticipation and a prepared heart and spirit that God might do something in your life, in that moment, in that service, in this season, I bet He's going to do it. I bet He's going to do it. And I bet you leave 2020 going, man, it was a hard year, but I wouldn't trade it for anything because God did something in my life. So prepare your heart for worship, thanksgiving. Prepare your heart to meet with the Savior, King Jesus. Prepare your heart for refreshing and peace. Let us end 2020 well by finding hope in Christ. And nothing 
can take that away from us. Let's pray. God, I love you. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. I know I say that every week, but that's really the way I feel. Thank you that you're a king who cares about us. That in the midst of trials and attacks, even from the enemy, that you're faithful and you're good and that you provide hope to us, God. I, lo- I love that. That we have, we can, no matter what the circumstance, we can rejoice. It's worship that celebrates, dance, that's party. We can rejoice because we have hope. And as we said in our first ever Christmas service at the River Church, our first ever Easter service at the River Church, hope person, hope is Jesus. And so we can always rejoice because we have hope and hope is you. And so God, as we head into this new season, let us prepare our hearts. Let us prepare our minds. Let us, me, myself, Michael, prepare my heart, Jesus, that I might be ready for whatever you want to do in in my life. That the difficulties and the pains and the the stress, the anxiety, the discouragement of what it has been will wash away, will be cleansed. Not, Not because the circumstances change, although we hope they do, not because of that, but because we have you, Jesus. Because when we put our trust and faith in you, power and your ability we are never lacking so God fill us with your spirit help us to experience your powerful presence over the next few months and set us free Jesus in Christ